Welcome to our 938 podcast. I appreciate you joining with us today. I hope that you have been watching us every Tuesday as we uh, consider all things missions. And uh, we've, we've had quite a few uh, episodes on different things around the world, what goes on at the mission office, and of course, Project 938. If you haven't been able to join us on some of the weeks, you can always go back to our YouTube channel. Uh, and uh, that's BBFI Missions on the YouTube channel. And go back and watch some of our episodes. I believe today is our 32nd episode that we have done since the beginning of this year. So there's a lot of good ones that you can go back and watch. And I hope that you'll do so just so you can learn more about BBFI Missions, our missionaries, and uh, what's going on around our world. Uh, one of the things that I'd like to discuss with you today is just the state of our world. Uh, if you watch any of the newscasts, and uh, they can be somewhat disappointing in many ways, but our world is really in a lot of turmoil, and uh, for various reasons, a lot of things going on. Uh, people are, are really struggling in so many different ways. And of course, uh, we know the answer to their problems and their, the things that they're dealing with, and that's Jesus Christ. And so that's why we have uh, worldwide missions. That's why we try and uh, work on our f- uh, focus as a philo- uh, in our philosophy with the BBFI, which is evangelism, discipleship, and church planning. Because we believe through those, we can bring hope to people around the world. But when you do consider our world, there's a lot of things that are going on. For example, we all know about the COVID-19 uh, pandemic, and that is continuing on. We're seeing different variants that are coming up, not only in America, but around the world. Some countries are in their third or fourth wave of cases of uh, COVID-19. People are really uh, hurting because family members are dying. Um, all kinds of things are happening in our in our world as countries are going into lockdowns or all restrictions of all sorts. Um, Some of our missionaries have endured through those where they have been under restrictions for six to eight to ten months, where maybe only one hour a week they're allowed to go out and go shopping, or their kids can't even uh, leave the yard, and uh, or even sometimes the apartment that they're in. So uh, our our people around the world, missionaries, have endured a lot of difficulties with the lockdowns and the restrictions. So. Uh, some of us even here in America have had those struggles with COVID-19, family members who have had the virus or people in our churches. And I know pastors, if I've, as I've talked with them, uh, just even the other day, several pastors, they all shared that they have one or two or three people in the hospital, seriously, uh, who are dealing with this virus. So COVID-19 has been something that we We're not really expecting, but it's something that we're dealing with in many ways. Then you take the Afghanistan situation. Uh, That's a terrible situation there. Uh, We we did not have any missionaries in Afghanistan, and so uh, that has not been a difficulty for us as a fellowship. However, there are many uh, Christians there and churches that have been started there over the last few years that have, be, uh, have started to see a lot of persecution and even deaths, martyrs for the cause of Christ because of their faith in Jesus Christ. And we're going to see 
even the effects of what's happened in Afghanistan probably infiltrate other countries and and affect a lot of things that we're trying to do and even travel. But then you have the earthquake in Haiti. Uh, that's been another devastating event to that uh, poor island. Uh, those people have endured a lot. And uh, we're thankful that we've had missionaries on the ground there uh, who are working to help the people to rebuild and to uh, survive, but also to help the churches and the pastors and the people in those churches uh, to rebuild their buildings or to their homes or to just uh, give them the necessary daily needs that they have during this time. Then we have turmoil in our country. It's just a, an amazing thing that, I've, that we've seen going on in our world. I'm, I'm just, I never would have thought that things would have turned this fast. In fact, I have many pastor friends around the world who say, we are so sorry for what's happening in your country. They're concerned what's happening in America because they know that affects so many places around the world. So pastors and church leaders around the world are praying for us across the globe. Uh, because they realize what happens here affects them. And so uh, the turmoil here, uh, refugees worldwide, it's astounding to know how many people are being displaced because of wars and famines and things going on. Uh, so we have missionaries in some of the key areas who are trying to reach out to those refugees, but there's millions of them who are being displaced and uh, really ha seem to have no hope uh, where they are. In fact, many of them and their religions uh, don't seem to be helping them. And they're coming to Christ and they're finding out that believers in Jesus Christ love them and care for them and are helping them in ways that they have not seen from their own uh, religions. And so uh, I'm thankful that in times like this, people are turning to Christ, which, which maybe they would not have done if they were still in their country. So even though we see these difficult things going on around the world, uncertainties in life for so many people, God's using them to bring people to him. And he's using our people in these various places uh, across the globe um, that are bringing the gospel to them. As I think about people around the world, I think about all the fears that they're facing and uh, the burdens that they're carrying family burdens, uh, religious burdens, uh, the burdens of their sins, and things that they're trying to find answers for. They're, they're, afraid, they're afraid of what happens after death. They're unsure. They don't know what is their life after death, what happens, and there's so many unbelievable beliefs out there, but people still aren't sure about that. And we know the only sure way that they can have peace uh, and, and understand what happens after death is through Jesus Christ. And that's what missions is really all about, to help people see how their burdens can be forgiven, how their sins can be forgiven, their burdens lifted, and then they can have that hope of eternal life in Jesus Christ. Really, the two main issues in the world that people are dealing with is their sin and fear of death. And Jesus answers both of those. He answered those by dying on the cross in our place, in the, for the sins of the whole world, that whosoever would believe in him would have their sins forgiven. And then he was buried. But three days later, he rose again. And he conquered death. And he gives life everlasting to those who believe. And so Jesus answers both questions. 
That's what missions is for. That's why we send missionaries. That's why we pray for missionaries. That's why we give to send missionaries so they can hear about Jesus Christ. Someone said this, when circumstances seem the darkest, we can see God's hand most clearly. Wouldn't you say that's where we are in our world today? It just seems like it just seems dark. Darkness is coming over in so many different ways. But it's in those times that we see the hand of God the most clearly. And we see the light of Jesus Christ shining very bright. During these times, our missionaries are standing very firm. Uh, they're, they're being very diligent. They're being resilient during these times. I think that's a good word to say about our missionaries. Some are now being able to return to the field uh, of their service where God's called them to. Uh, maybe they haven't been able to for a while because of restrictions and things, but some have been able to return uh, to those countries. We still have a few that are not able to get back in. Their countries are still in lockdown, and they're not able to go. So we need to pray that God will provide a way for them to work on the hearts of the leaders to enable them to give an entry permit so they can get back into those countries and begin to or continue to reach and people for Christ and to minister those believers in those countries. Our missionaries are also adjusting their ministries in so many different ways. Just like our ministries in the States have been creative in reaching out uh, online and in, through other means, our missionaries are doing the same thing on the mission field. And uh, even our national pastors, they're being creative in all kinds of ways uh, to reach people with the gospel. We're taking advantage of these situations when people are struggling and are searching uh, to give the gospel to them. Uh, because of COVID-19, we've seen a lot of our missionaries uh, who have struggled with the, with the, the virus. Uh, many of them, most of them have recovered, and we're thankful for that. Some of them had it very strongly uh, for a month, uh, but they've recovered. They're still kind of weak, but they're coming through. And we're happy for that. Some of them are on the mission field and they've recovered. Uh, some of them have been in the States uh, who've had uh, the virus, but they have recovered. Uh, unfortunately, we have had three missionaries who have passed away because of COVID just in the last year. Uh, one of our missionaries in Spain, Brother Torres, passed away from COVID. Craig Lingo in uh, Colombia, South America, passed away from COVID. Uh, he had been overcoming a cancer and his body was pretty weak and his immune system was not very strong, recovering from uh, treatments on cancer. And so COVID uh, took his life. And then just recently in the last couple of days, one of our young missionaries, Josh Taylor, missionary of Honduras, uh, passed away from COVID, fought hard, but just was not able to overcome it. And it was God's plan, I guess, to let him go home to his reward in heaven so Josh is doing well today, better than any of us. But we do pray for his family, for his wife, Erin, and his three kids. And uh, their funeral is, is uh, this past week, and so we want to remember uh, to pray for them and to lift them up in prayer. And in addition to that, we've had quite a few national pastors who have gone home to their reward in heaven as well. Um, COVID uh, took their lives. And so we know some in the Philippines, uh, a good number of them in Peru and in other parts of Africa, 
uh, you know, and, and, and so we've just seen uh, their lives to be taken, or many of them, their spouses, have been taken because of the virus. And so we, we do want to remember them in prayer. But this is why we have Project 938. This is one of the reasons why we're pushing to pray for more labors. Project 938 is basically patterned after Matthew chapter 9 and verse 38, where Jesus had seen the multitudes, and then he told his disciples in verse 37, the harvest is plenteous, but the labors are few. And then he gave a very simple plan. He didn't tell us to go raise a lot of money. He didn't tell us to preach powerful messages on it. Uh, he didn't tell us to go and recruit as hard as we could. And yet those things are all good. But he had a simple plan. He said, pray. Pray to the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth more laborers into his harvest. And so that's what Project 938 is, to, is to get people around the world praying for more laborers. So we pray for labors in our churches, people to volunteer, people to serve, people to uh, be a part of the ministry right, right where you are in, in your churches, in your church, but also uh, to pray for more church planners in our own country, uh, here in America. And there are churches around the world that are praying for more church planners in their countries as well. And then at the same time, we're praying for more missionaries. That's what Project 938 is, to pray for more labors. It's very important that we do pray. It's something very simple that we can all do. Uh, just uh, even at 938 in the morning, that's my challenge that I've been given to people. Uh, set your alarm on your, on your phone or anywhere else at home so that it uh, uh, notifies you at 938 in the morning or 938 at night. And just pray a simple prayer. Lord of the harvest, please send more labors. We need more missionaries in Africa. We need more missionaries in Europe. People across the world need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. God, the Lord of the harvest, please send more labors. It's a simple prayer. Send more people to be involved in our churches. We need more labors and church planners in our country. And those are things that we can pray for. Ministries worldwide are still going on. Even with this pandemic and with all the uh, issues going on around our world and in our country here in America, God's ministry still goes on. God's mission still goes forward. God's still working. So we can't give up. We can't get discouraged. But we can trust in God and keep moving forward for Him. And so we know that uh, uh, this Project 938 is really getting people to pray every day, but we're moving forward to our 938 Sunday, which is going to be on October 3rd, 2021. And this is a time when we're encouraging churches around the world to get their people to pray together. We won't be together physically, but we're going to be together spiritually on that day, praying for more missionaries. Now, some churches are going to do it on another day because October, didn't, uh, October 3rd didn't work for them or their, their mission conferences at another time. But during these, this month and next month, we are going to have thousands of people praying together to the Lord of the harvest for more missionaries. Let me just share with you a little bit of what I've heard from different places around the world. In the Philippines, there are many churches who have registered and who have said, we're going to participate in praying for more missionaries. Our church is. In fact, there's a number of churches that are gathering together to pray for 18 hours straight 
on October 1st and October 2nd, preparing for that special day on October 3rd, the 938 Sunday. And so many churches and pastors are gathering together on those days to pray uh, that God would send more laborers. And then I know there's a church, uh, Bethany Baptist Church in Makati, Philippines, Pastor Jerry Noble. He's been encouraging his people. The theme of their, uh, for their year is to pray. And for their mission conference, their 67th anniversary and mission conference is pray. And they're joining on, in with us on Project 938 to pray for more missionaries. And then uh, our missionaries in Australia have shared that their churches are participating in this 938, uh, Project 938. And uh, they're already starting this month uh, promoting it, talking about it, encouraging people to pray, building up for that 938 Sunday on October 3rd. I've heard from pastors in Japan who are going to be uh, involved in this as well. And they're encouraging their people. They're already praying for more missionaries, and in Korea as well. Not only in Korea and Japan and those parts of Asia, but in Kenya. Uh, Pastor Sammy Kinyanjui has shared that he is already getting his people geared up, and they're planning on, on October 3rd to have a Sunday of prayer. Other churches, I think there's about 20 churches in Kenya who have registered to do this. Then you have uh, churches in the United Kingdom, uh, in Wales, and Scotland, and, and England who are uh, planning to participate, they're going to be a part of this, as well as even in Greece. Uh, in Greece, they're already talking about and promoting Project 938. Our mission, one of our missionaries in Chile, South America, told me that they have 10 churches that are already uh, participating and praying and looking forward to 938 Sunday. And then we have quite a few churches in Costa Rica that are going to participate <coughs> already involved in this. Uh, a lot of our pastors in Tanzania have already shared they are participating in this. They're going to be praying for more. In fact, we have a video of a bunch of them together saying, we are joining in on Project 938. Uh, we have several churches in Colombia, South America, and across Latin America uh, who have said they're going to participate. All the way in New Guinea, uh, we have churches in New Guinea who have said they are participating in this. And then we have some country, uh, churches in, in, that are in restricted countries, places where we, I can't give you the names because of security reasons, but they have shared with me that they are also praying for more labors. You know what these uh, countries are praying for? They're not only praying for more missionaries from America to come, but they're praying that God would send missionaries from their countries to other places around the world. They have understood the Great Commission and they know that the Great Commission is for them as well. And they are taking that responsibility personally. And they are getting involved. So they want to see missionaries going from their churches to other parts around the world. You know, people used to say the, the, the missions was from the West to the rest. And that's what I used to tell people. It's from the West to the rest. But today, we believe that missions is from everywhere to everywhere. And that's what we're seeing through the efforts of the Baptist Bible Fellowship International, that our missionaries went for many years, over 70 years, to different countries, and they trained, uh, they led people to Christ, they discipled them and trained them, started churches, and today we see those churches now sending missionaries around the world. That is so exciting. That's the plan. That's the Great Commission. In addition, we have churches all across the United States who have registered. 
and they are excited about it. They're looking forward uh, to this 938 Sunday. We have sent them resources. We have sent uh, packets to our the pastors of churches who have uh, registered, and they're going to have they have Bible study videos for adults and teenagers, and then lessons for uh, uh, young uh, children. Um, we have videos that they can use. We have all kinds of things. There's a prayer calendar on how to pray uh, every day after uh, the 9:38 Sunday, and then we we have a Facebook page that's going to be uh, setting up, uh, sharing different people groups to pray for, and videos from a, around the world where we have no missionary at all. So all these things will be a follow-up to that 9:38 Sunday, and we've sent out all those uh, all those things to our churches right now. We have around 900 churches worldwide who have registered and signed up to be a part of this day. And I know there's others that are also uh, have told me that they're going to be doing it and they're encouraging others. So you can still register today. You can still register if you go to project938.world, project938.world. And it's a very simple way to register. And you just put in your church information, your email address, and that just enables us to send you all the resources that you would need to promote uh, to your people on how to pray. And you'll hear from people around the world who have sent in videos. We need more missionaries. And you can share that in your church and then have all the resources for 938 Sunday. We've set it up for October 3rd, 2021. But you don't have to do it on that day. You can do it on other days. You can do it several days through the next uh, year of 2022 as well. Uh, and so uh, tomorrow morning, let me share a little bit about uh, tomorrow morning. Right now we're in the middle of our national meeting in Kansas City. It's our September national meeting in Kansas City. And so uh, on Wednesday morning is, is our missions morning and we have a great lineup of, of things to present and to show to those who are in attending. And I believe they're going to li live stream this, so you want to check it out at Antioch Bible Baptist Church in Gladstone, Missouri, which is part of Kansas City. But on that morning, uh, soon after 9 o'clock when we start, uh, we'll be doing some welcome and a few uh, things. But then we're going to show the Marjorie Browning documentary. You will want to see this. We have redone her story and uh, told the rest of the story about Marjorie Browning. You will want to see that. Then we're going to be presenting a 50-year award. It's going to be a beautiful globe, a 50-year award uh, to the Garners who have served in Mexico for 50 years. That's going to be really neat to present that to them. We're also going to be presenting 30-year awards to three missionaries who are able to be at the meeting. So we'll be uh, giving them that 30-year award uh, just recognizing them for their faithfulness and diligence and their steadfast spirit to stay on the mission field and continue to serve God. Uh, we're going to be approving some new missionaries. You're going to hear some of their testimonies as they stand before our fellowship and uh, give their testimony of how God's called them. And our fellowship is going to say, we're behind you and we're gonna, we, we want to be uh, supporting you as you go. And then uh, you're going to hear some challenges on praying for more missionaries and what's going on around the world in specific areas from a missionary and from a pastor as well. So praying for missionaries is our theme this year, Project 938. It's something, as I said earlier, it's something that we can all do and we must do. You know, Matthew 938 is actually a prayer request from Jesus himself. If it has come from Jesus, surely we can all follow him.
and do what we need to do. Missions overall is seeing a decline in their number of missionaries. We're seeing missionaries coming off the field for various reasons all across the board with all organizations. And yet we're seeing it at the same time when we have unbelievable opportunities around the world. We need to pray that God would send more laborers. And as he calls people, let's pray that people will answer the call. The thing is this, when we pray, God will answer in one of two ways or maybe even both ways. God will answer your prayer by sending someone else or he may answer your prayer by sending you, by sending you. Our world is in desperate need of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We need more missionaries. We need more laborers in our churches. We need more church planners in our country and in other countries around the world. Would you pray with me? Thank you for joining with me today. Uh, subscribe to our, our podcast so that you can be uh, notified of uh, upcoming ones. But every Tuesday morning, you'll see one. And then you can always go back to our YouTube channel, BBFI Missions, and uh, watch any of the previous ones. And so thank you so much, and may God bless you.